welcome to episode 130 of Wing Sauce. It is just Connor and I today. Tyler is out coaching. Um, hopefully doing well. He didn't report back, so I'm not sure uh, where he's at in the tournament as far as standings go, but hopefully that goes well for him today. Connor, how you doing, buddy? Uh, not bad. It's just it's always easier talking after a nice win from the Wings yesterday. Um, yeah. Following a couple of losses, I was like, man, it would be horrible to drop three. So I know we'll get into those um, coming up here in a bit. But overall, good. I was actually in... Ann Arbor yesterday for, for the a game? tailgate. Well, not for the game. I didn't. I didn't want to. So as a state fan, I wasn't about to go subject myself <laughs> to that. But that's fair. Uh, yeah, no. Last minute on Friday, uh, got an invite to one of the tailgates people were having. So took uh, Demery and the baby. So it was midday, which actually okay. kind of works out for us because everything typically. I don't know why, but people like doing stuff at night at our age. It's horrible. Just do stuff in the day, and then I can be back early enough. To, Dude, so. I'm in the same boat you are, man. Same <laughs> yeah. boat. Um, so with doing stuff in the day, you know, it's easy to, to bring the, the kid and let her run around and have a good time. So it was fun hanging out with some people in Ann Arbor. Um, and you didn't have to, to go to the game, which is always nice having that lake. And I mean, there's people at the tailgate that were going, I, at home, I was like, thank God I'm not there for another like three hours <laughs> oh, yeah. just, and then dealing with traffic to leave. Oh, so can't imagine Nicole's going to go to the game yesterday with one of her friends and I didn't mm-hmm. realize, um, what time the game was. And so she's like last night around, I don't know, 10 o'clock. She's like, she's asking Google, what's the Michigan score? I'm like, the game's over in the fourth quarter. I'm like, what, what, what time did the game start? Yeah. I'm like, good Lord. Seven 30. And then those games always start later, you know? Yep. They have to. Right. And so I was telling Nicole, cause she was all, she's a Michigan fan. And she's like, Oh, you know, we won. I was like, honestly, Michigan state, I I wouldn't really consider a, a big upset. Like that's kind of like, I'm, I'm a state fan. Trust me. But like, at the end of the day, Michigan's schedule is kind of weak. If you want to talk a little football, they they got one of the weakest schedules I heard in the Big Ten. So that's yeah. kind of a yeah. And then to, and I mean, luckily Penn State played okay against Ohio State. I wasn't able to watch that game just being at uh, the tailgate, but I heard that they played okay for a little bit, kind of hung around, and, and Michigan smoked them pretty good. So, um, but overall, yeah, their out of conference games were a joke. I think like the easiest out of conference games you could possibly have. Um, yep. And you know, in Michigan State wasn't having a good year. They have uh, a lot of injuries, which not an excuse, but man, having that long snapper, we had, there was a backup long snapper for state. And you could just tell that he was so uncomfortable uh, that he, he snapped it over the punter's head one time and it went Jesus. down to like a five yard line or whatever. And um, I mean, they weren't going to win. It's, they were a 24 point underdog. So, I mean, it was no surprise by any means. Right. So. Oh, well, yeah, maybe next year Spartans. Come on now. Yep, that's right. But, so you just want to jump into a uh, little hockey? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, you know, we, we recorded last Sunday before the Anaheim game. Um, honestly, that game was a little bit surprising. The fact that it wasn't closer. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Anaheim would have put on a little bit better of a hockey hockey game, but uh, the Red Wings came to play that game and it looked good. Um, Zegers was the only one with the goal that game. Yep. Not surprising. But um, on the ducks, right? Yep. yep. On the ducks. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, you know, Kublik is, is just on fire. He's got, he had three points in that game, one goal, two assists. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I feel like our, our younger core Valeno scored, Solderbaum scored. Um, it's it just Lark quality with a couple points. Yep. Lark with a couple points as well. Um, we're, we're moving towards the right direction with that, that younger core, um, which is nice to see. Um, would you consider, uh, Kubalik a younger player or would you consider him more of like a where, where, where would you slot him as far as like being a, a player younger veteran 
Um, I kind of see him being in between a little bit, right? He's like, um, mm-hmm. I would say, how many years has he been in the league? So I, I, he, he, I think he qualifies as a vet. But just because you're a vet doesn't mean that you're you're not a younger player or that you've been in the league for 15 years, right? He's 27 ish. He's probably been in the league for a few years, five. But I don't. I don't 27. He's been he's been in the league since 2019. Okay, so f- yeah, three, the, the, four, depending yep. on the what when. So this will be his fourth season. Yeah, I mean, I think that you can lean on him for being a consistent player. Um, I guess in like the age versus being a vet doesn't really they don't correlate, right? Because mm-hmm. you can get brought up from the AHL at 30 years old and play a couple games. That doesn't make you a vet, obviously. Um, but overall, the team is relatively young, and being a 27 year old who's been in the league for multiple years um, on different teams that does give you a voice in the locker room. So I wouldn't qualify him as a vet. I do think that he's a guy that you can lean on to in like different situations, knowing that he's not a a 22-year-old. He's not like a Raymond or a Cider where, yeah. of course, I would lean on them because they've proven that they can. But it's not like, I mean, they're, what, 19, 20 years old? Yep. And that's, you know, even if they played one more year, yeah, you're still 20, 21 years old um, playing three years in the league. Yeah, you know about the league. You know what you can and can't do. But you're not a... a I mean, think about how different you were as a 19-year-old versus like a 27-year-old. I mean, that, that's a great point. I was going to bring up, you know, in one of the games, Cider, you could see his uh, his youngness kind of peek out as far as getting frustrated with um, with this play and how, how mm-hmm. things were going. Um, and, and that's just, again, like to your point, Connor, it kind of goes with not necessarily age, but also with how long you've been in the league and what you've been dealing with in that league. Um, yeah. that's learning just to, Go ahead. Learning to lose on that point, too. You know, like a lot of these guys, hopefully in – a year or two when the team's really good and, and being competitive and they're still relatively competitive in, you know, night in night out, but in a couple of years, two years from now, and hopefully they're making deep runs in the playoffs. I would say that's kind of expectations, right? Um, a lot of these guys that have been studs they're they have a couple more years under the belt. And what I was mentioning is that they've learned to, to lose. I think that's going to be important for them just in that maturity and saying, okay, you know what, this is how you lose. You get back in and you come in the next night and, you don't worry about it. You've had some really bad teams and now you're on a good team and and this is what's up. So I think it'll be beneficial for them being on a team like this. I do too. Um, so do you, you, anything else on the Anaheim game? No, I mean, overall, it's, it's great to see. That's the type of game that you don't see the Wings have very often. Yep. Uh, and, a, and a part of that is them being better on defense and having a, a better goalie, I, I would say. So I think it could have been closer, but there wasn't ever an area where I didn't feel like the wings were in total control of the game. No, so, I, I felt like that, that game, they came out, played, they played good. They were moving, you know, moving around. Um, their defensive game was good. Um, the New Jersey game, however, I think was a little bit different of a tune uh, when it came down to that. Uh, it, it didn't, I mean, we, we talked about it. I think that was Nadelkovich's first time in goal or second. Time no, goal? I think it was second. I thought it was a second. Okay. Um, so Nadelkovich, yeah, it, was. it was a second because he played Huso started the season and uh, Ned played the second game. I'm pretty okay. sure. All right. So Nadelkovich came in, um, into the Jersey game. Uh, that game was a little bit lopsided, um, to say the least. Um, you know, Larkin came out, scored early for us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the one thing that we've been able to count on from him. He's been very consistent like last year with point production um as well as goal scoring i feel like you know we can 
when it's needed, he's going to score. If not, he's going to be with on that point, right? He's going to be giving that assist or what have you. So that's one good thing I think Larkin with Larkin starting the season off with a, a good quality uh, point per game total. Yeah, I mean it's that's what you need. You can't have you can't look at every single guy on a team and say, oh, he's not getting points, he's not productive. That's not true. But at the end of the day, you do need that's how you win games is by yep. getting the puck in the net. Doesn't matter if it's dirty or if it's not. Um, he's gotten to the point, and I think he's elevated his game enough for it to kind of be a shock when he doesn't. I'm not going to say he's McDavid or anything where like it's it's so weird when he doesn't get on, on the score sheet, um, whether it's a goal or an assist. It just doesn't happen for him. But for Larkin, that that was a point where it felt like there was, uh, you know, if he'd had 50 points in a couple of those are multi-point games, that's like 30, 40 games where he didn't have a point mm-hmm. um, when he was a little bit younger, right, a couple of years ago. And he granted the team was absolute garbage, so uh, it was kind of difficult to compare apples to apples. But now there's a it's rarely a game where he doesn't have a point. He's had like one, maybe two this season. And to your point, Connor, it's beneficial when you when when you've built people around him that actually can score and actually skate the puck, and it's not just Larkin being the sole off- offensive player. Um, I, I've liked the first line. You know, it's kind of a bummer with Bertuzzi being out. Right. But I, I'm liking how they're swapping out that first line with Raymond um, up on top and moving him down to second, mm-hmm. back and forth, which is good. I think that kind of little spark in his ass, if you will, um, foreshadowing to uh, last night's game. Right. Yeah. I mean, it kind of just going back, it's I, I would say there's a lot of Larkin haters or people like a couple of years ago, even more. Um, it's hard to do that now with what he's proven over the past couple of years or specifically last year and the ending of the year before that. Um, but it's the argument was always, well, he's on such a bad team. And then the other person would say, well, if you think that you're a star player, then you should be able to make a team better, or at least your line better. And then it evens out. So it's like there was a little bit of a, a chicken or the egg situation with him. Um, I was always on the belief because I've been on really bad teams where it is so hard. Like it doesn't matter how good you are in hockey it's different in like basketball or you know maybe a different sport but it doesn't matter how good you are you need players around you and for Larkin before he didn't have anybody and now he's got people so it's kind of proven the point of hey put a team around a player like this and they can elevate the other players and their own game so I I think that argument's kind of been settled and luckily it's been settled by the team actually getting better because if they didn't then you would never know (laughs) if he was actually a good player or or, you know, a good player or a great player. Yeah. So, you know, w- one player that's been surprising, I think, not only for me, but I think a lot of uh, Red Wings fans has been Michael Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's actually came to play some hockey this season. I'm not sure if it's he knows that it's kind of like a make or break year for him. And he's like, hey, listen, I got to I got to come out there and, and, and make my worth or he just worked his ass off in the offseason. But I, I'm liking the drive. I like him being a little bit more aggressive in front of the net. Um him him in the in the, on the half wall in the corners it's 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 nice seeing him get a little bit more aggressive as opposed to just being that six foot three guy who just stands there and gets pushed around like he's yeah. five foot two um, like six six yeah six six excuse me thank you Sunquist um, is six three i think that's uh that's the, the, short, the short guy, guy. Yeah. yeah short guy yeah. in line yeah so i mean it's it's one of those things it's nice to see him finally kind of get his feet moving starting mm-hmm. to be that player that i think a lot of people thought he was going to be that that front of the net force the um just a little bit more aggressive. I think that's the one thing that a lot of people are kind of surprised about is how not aggressive he was. He was just kind yeah. of standing there. He'd get pushed around. The, the net front bottles weren't very, weren't very um, winning. He, he wasn't winning those at all. Um, no. 
he, he might be getting a little too aggressive uh, with, with, with six penalty minutes in one game and uh, a two game suspension. We can, we can get into that shortly. Um, yeah. I mean, he's been playing really well. I think part of that too is the the help he's been getting on the line. Um, and I don't know if, if the line's kind of rallying behind him or if he's rallying behind the line or if they're all leaning on each other, it, it kind of seems like they're all leaning on each other and lifting up each other's game. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's not, it's hard to, I want to give him props because he's been doing well, but it's also hard because I know this is what he's been. He, he could have been, uh, he's he could have been done doing this the entire game, excuse me, uh, or the entire career. Like there's no reason that he couldn't be just like giving it his all using his body, winning the like, pucks in the corner, getting in front of the net. I mean, how many times did we ask me like, Hey, you're six, six. Can you just go stand in front of the net on the power play? Right. And he want to be over in the corner behind the net over on the half wall. And I get it. You've been a skilled guy your entire career. And that's part of the reason why we drafted you is because the skill mixed with your, uh, your size, but in the NHL, you're not, I mean, you are just because you have to be skilled to be in the NHL, but you're not a skilled guy. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah you're not that skilled. <laughs> yeah. It compared to everybody else. And that's the difference. Um, you know, and if you weren't, if he wasn't six, six, he probably honestly wouldn't be in the league still. Cause he wouldn't have had enough opportunities over the past couple of years to remain in the lineup. Um, he's kind of like Soderblom where you're a little bit of a unicorn there. They're going to give you a longer leash. You don't, you can't teach being six, 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 eight and being yeah. able to skate. That's just not something that you see every day. So um, luckily he's taking advantage of that, that third and fourth chance that the team's been giving him. Yeah. Hopefully it pays off for him. You know, I, I I'd like to see it. Um, I'd like to see him either, you know, again, selfishly pay off so we can move him on a trade and get something good back or pay off mm-hmm. and actually be a good player and, keep him on the lineup one or the other yeah yeah i mean they yeah for, by no means am i saying that he's earned a spot after what is it he's no. spent two games and he hasn't played one now it's what seven eight games already this season uh that doesn't erase multiple years of, of being what he was no but uh, do you want to you want to jump into that suspension um sure. I, honestly i didn't even know about it until you brought it up it, it, it was missed it was missed because it wasn't called on the ice. It wasn't a, there was no game misconduct on the ice. It was a two minute mm-hmm. high sticking. Um, this, this was supplemental after the fact that it happened, which that's again, was surprising to me. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. Um, I did post it on the Instagram, whether intentional or not, he did hit him in the head yeah. with the, with the high stick. So it's kind of hard to say it wasn't, was it worth two games? Eh, I think that was a little steep. I don't, he, he doesn't really have a record of having, you know, being undisciplined or, or being, um, yeah, malicious or anything. Mal- like yeah. That. He, mal- yeah. It's he, he did like follow through on, I, I think I'm not going to argue the two games. Uh, it was either one or two or, or whatever, anything more than two. I'd have been like, okay, well, Same. Come on. Same. but, but at the end of the day, yeah, it looked really bad and it could have been bad. And part of that, I think is by the time he did that, they were already down like three or four goals. Which makes it worse, right? It's almost like then it looks like okay, now frustrated. And, yeah. So you. if it was, I mean, if you were up uh, a couple or it's tied or it's like late in the late in the game and you're down one, that's different. And I think the league, I don't know if they take that into consideration or not. They should because I wouldn't do something stupid. You would know it's not malicious or intentional. Where if you're down three, four, whatever it was, and you do that late in the third mm. or whenever it was in the third, now the league's looking at okay, is this a dirty like? Of course, it's dirty play either way, but is it malicious? Did he intend to do this to somebody at the top of somebody's head? Do you think uh, it's a, do you know. think the player had anything to do with it? You know, being crazy, do you think it had anything to do with 
if it was any other player, do you think it may have been less of a suspension, more of a suspension? Um, player oh, didn't I, matter. I, yeah, I don't think the player mattered, uh, to be honest, too much. Um, they, I they was probably... wondering about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you think about, like, the stars in the league, we've had the conversations, you know, you see Austin Matthews get away with slashes. You see, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, is it because they're the superstar and, the, and it's, it, that's where the money comes from? So it's one of those things that just kind of comes up in topic. Is this like, yeah. hey. I think it's tough, though, right? Because you have I, – I do think that comes into play. If somebody's going to uh, uh, go after McKinnon or McDavid or Crosby or something like that and check them from behind with, like, uh, you know, and they're injured or whatever, I think that the league has every right to throw the, the hammer down on whoever did that. Um, they probably also have the right to do it no matter what. But it sends a message to everybody when you do it to uh, one of those top guys who bring in a ton of money for the league that – while they're not protected, you also can't do something stupid to them. They, you know, so I don't know. It, it it's hard because if you did that, if you if you put gave somebody ten games for something, and that play might happen five more times throughout a season, and it's not going to happen to McDavid, you, you have to you have to correlate a little bit of it. They have to be within the same uh, the same house. One can't be like, oh, he gave him two games, the other one got twelve. Yeah, right. So it's. I think there's a little bit of give and take there. Maybe if you do it to a superstar, they get an extra game or two. Um, if it's really bad, I mean, if it's if it's accidental or whatever, they're not hurt, then it's it's different. But there's so many things that probably get taken into consideration. I, I know there's a lot of um, rumblings as far as the Department of Player Safety with George Peros being you know in charge of that and mm-hmm. um, him being an old enforcer. If, if people aren't out there, <laughs> don't know about that. But uh, it, it's always funny when you see stuff come down from him it's like oh and it granted it's it's not from him but he is in charge so yeah, it'll be yeah. the voice and he's like yeah. you just can't have this play i'm like you yeah. did that play 400 times every that's, season that's what I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm like i'm pretty sure you speared a dude from the back with the butt into your stick but okay yeah. all right if you say so um yeah that's all that's one thing that always gets me kind of tickled it's like uh the funniest guy speaking it it's like really yeah. that's, that's like, okay. Oh, okay call him the kettle black um yeah, no so let's see here so we talked new jersey Talking New Jersey, yeah. I mean, they, they talk that Boston slapping. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but honestly, I thought the New Jersey game was worse than Boston. Did you? Yeah, I thought the Red Wings looked like they the, control. Uh, I thought the defense in the first period in the Boston game was kind of abysmal. I don't know. I didn't think it was uh, one of the things that I thought with the with Boston. So I felt like the New or uh, when you were playing New Jersey, the Red Wings didn't control the play at all. I felt like, like New Jersey could have had they they were doing it, it was at least 50-50 and like the, the scoreboard didn't reflect that but overall I thought that New Jersey controlled the play. So to 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 your to your point, New Jersey's a game we should win. Boston's a game that if we win, I'm like, all right, hell yeah. I, I feel like New Jersey's a game we should win. There's no reason not to win those games. Mm-hmm. Um personally, but New Jersey played better. No, they did play better. I'm 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 not, t- I'm not discrediting yeah. New Jersey. I'm just saying those games going into it, it's one of those games that we should yeah. win. There's no reason yeah. not to. Yeah, going into it, when you say like this is a win loss, win loss, I would say you know you'd like to win New Jersey and you like to uh, not like to, but you would probably see them losing to Boston, one of the best teams in the league. Uh, but the one thing that was different is I thought New Jersey didn't give a chance for the Red Wings to uh, really get any momentum. They one shots on goals. Yeah, they the were always in control. Now when you get to Boston, I actually thought the Red Wings outplayed them in the first, and they had a, really? they had a yeah. And and everybody in the intermission thought so too. If you're watching any of the cat the telecast there, I don't watch in the telecast. They should put me on. Yeah, well, not if you don't think that they controlled the first. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they they. I mean, even the second and third, the the 
Boston Olmark, who I think was in that, he played yeah. unbelievable. He did. Was not letting anything by. Uh, it doesn't I help, though, that, when you're 0 for, fi- 0 for 5 on power plays. No, that's, and no, it the, doesn't. Absolutely. And that game and was Boston's kind of 3 for 6. Yeah, right. And normally, you would think that evens out a little bit, but part of that was goaltending. I thought the power play looked okay. Um, probably better than okay. They had a lot of time mm-hmm. set up throughout those five power plays. They had a lot of good scoring chances. And when you look at the scoring chances, um, I don't know if you have that up after after the first. Their their quality scoring chances, they had a lot. And then there was a couple that they didn't have listed as scoring chances that were because of the way that they like qualify as a scoring chance. And uh, and they had like three or four more of those that were actually really really close to being a goal. A couple odd man breaks and, um, like I said, a couple posts and a couple really good saves. So it's tough to be too mad when I personally thought they played really well against that game. I don't think the score reflects what the, I, what the play was by any means. I agree. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it was like a like. Oh my gosh, you guys lost to Boston, but Boston, you know, came in and beat us one to five. That's a a yeah, large margin. Felt, a large right, and I felt like five. I felt like that against New Jersey, though. I guess is where I'm oh, saying. Okay. At the end of the game, I thought the New Jersey score reflected it. And at the end of the Boston game, I could have seen like a like a three to two type of yeah. score, like the yeah. way the game was played. If I didn't know what the score was and just watched only the game without any of the goals, I'd be like, eh, Boston probably, you know, maybe had uh, had the edge a little bit. But I thought it was pretty close, not five. A little bit, or whatever yeah, a little bit more competitive of a game as far mm-hmm. as the yeah compared to New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so the Wild, that game. First off, that was a good game. I actually enjoyed watching that game. Yeah, um, that was a great game. Super, super competitive back and forth. Um, Kaprizov feel... was really good. <laughs> Dude. Okay, first off, every time I hear Kaprizov, it makes me think of Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah. It, like, literally, every time I hear, like, that's all I can think about. Yeah, Capri Sun. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Um, yeah, he he is unreal. That kid's that kid's something. Um, yeah, he's on the ice. I felt like every single time, the last 10 minutes, he must have went off like 30 seconds between Maybe. the entire. <laughs> it was he'll, he'll go splash of water and go back on. Um, one, one, one player though, for the wings, who's, I guess is, this is news to me, but it's been talked about as being, um, uh, maybe a bust, um, uh, a lucky year. Um, you know, just uh, not performing. Um, Lucas Raymond apparently has been in that, in that conversation, which is surprising to me. I think surprising to, to Connor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came to play, um, not in both goals. For the yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough to label somebody a bust or or whatever after a couple games in the second season after he had a really good uh, rookie season. Uh, the league changes so much year over year, and it's kind of like football where you see a quarterback do really well, and then the, the league has film on him, and it's uh, like then the next year he doesn't do really well. Or I feel like that was Michael Vick. No, Michael Vick was awesome all the time. Was he? Can I think it? I'm trying to think. Of, there's one quarterback. I mean, maybe maybe when he came back when he was like 40, but maybe. Cool. But I mean, there's obviously one, it was there's one quarterback anymore. that they they like as soon as they figured it. Maybe it wasn't Michael Vick. Bad bad example. I don't watch enough football, but there's one quarterback that was like similar to Michael Vick, a very you know running type quarterback. And as soon as they figured him out, it was a black quarterback. You'd say it. No, it's not. I don't know. I don't know if that <laughs> Lamar Jackson maybe. I, maybe Lamar Colin Jack- Kaepernick. Um, maybe I think there was a bunch of other stuff. In no, there was, there, one, there, but, there but, was, there was other one, but I'm pre- it might've been Colin Kaepernick, but like, anywho, I, my point was, is I get what you're saying. Like as yeah, soon as, yeah, no, 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 it's, it's good. And you see it a lot with running backs too, where, uh, where they'll, 
do really well and then the league's like okay, okay he cuts like this he you know has a gap like that whatever but like overall it's difficult because Raymond had a good year the league didn't know really who he was knew he was a high draft pick but um and then he comes in the next year and it's really tough to do that just gives credit and kudos to all the people that do it on a year-to-year basis I mean it's really it's not easy to do it one year but to do it year over year have a good uh you know point production and uh and and really have like the best line against you when you're playing other teams, but still be able to produce that just tells you how good those guys are. And that's why, again, it gets credit. Like Larkin's been in the league for now for a while. And to be able to do this at, after so long, that's you, you give him credit for that. Now for Raymond, it's really tough to label him a bust after like eight games after a really good season. That doesn't really make sense. He was getting I, chances. He's getting points still through assists. And now he gets a couple goals and he gives them that, that confidence I think will be fine. I mean, and, and, the, and the crazy thing is there's like articles about it. Like it, it was like rumblings <laughs> in the hockey community. It's just like, and uh, is it Lalonde? What, how does he say his last name? Lalonde. Yeah. Lalonde was saying, he's like, I'm not worried. He's like, I don't, it's like it's it's like super early in the season. It's like I, he's I don't, still getting chances. That's what, still, saying, that, 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 yeah. and that's what that's what he was alluding to. It's like it's not like he's not shooting the puck. It'd mm-hmm. be different if he's just you know if he's turning the puck over. He mm-hmm. was making you know, making mistakes, but that's not the case. It's he's shooting no. the puck. It's just it, sometimes it doesn't go in the back of the net. I'm sorry, he's not Connor McDavid where every time he shoots it, it goes in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, and he, yeah, exactly. No, I agree. He he's getting chances. He would look at his shots on goal. He was getting those. He's still like I said, he's getting those assists. Um, so at the end of the year, I think his points are going to be fine. I think, uh, especially as the team continues to improve, so is he, and you kind of need him. Those go hand in hand. Same thing with cider, same thing with like your core. So uh, cider uh, on hmm. cider. So one thing I noticed uh, that, and I think I kind of briefly touched on it earlier, um, in that Minnesota game, there's a couple times I noticed his, um, I would say immaturity because that's not the word I'm looking for, but like his, you could tell he's getting frustrated. He got knocked down a couple times and you could tell he was about to, about to do something stupid. He's like, no, I better not do that. <laughs> like, not. He, yeah. Like you could tell, like, it's just like one of those things in his head. He's like, ah, and it's just yeah. like, like you can tell he's still young. That's the, that's what I'm getting at. He's still young. I think we're going to see a lot of growth out of him, which is going to be awesome because it's, you know, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, they see a player that comes in the league. They, they're, they're super good. And they, and they expect them to just, you know, yeah continue yeah continue with that at, at that exact same you know that trajectory and never let loot and never let go but it's like it's nice seeing you know that there is he's still young he's still gonna he's still gonna grow um yeah. especially with Sherratt you know being on that on that pairing with him I think it's gonna be nice because Sherratt's a big hitter he likes hitting people um yeah and and I, I can see that a little bit with uh with what you're mentioning about Cider I think his game isn't like reflecting that as far as his actual puck play or like in zone or out of zone play um and he's being still like he's still playing the the position holistically like a guy that's been in the league for multiple years like yes. that um he plays the puck like that he knows his positioning is like that but i agree i mean he's still a 19 year old kid or what maybe he's 20 i don't even know um and those things you things are gonna frustrate you especially when you're down a couple bad games in a row for losing what five to one and six to two um, and then you come in, you're at home against a team that's pretty good. Uh, to be honest, having a good year so far, and the, as they should, they've kind of everybody thought that they were going to be kind of you know in it. Um, and then to come out as a win, that's that's huge. But there was some frustration there, especially in the D zone. I saw it a couple times after hits or like yep. missed hits. Yep, that's and that's um, what I was alluding to. That's one thing I noticed. I was like, oh okay, 
Um, right. And they, I don't think they were bad. Like, oh man, this guy's like being no, so no, frustrated. No, no. He's getting himself out of play. I don't think it's bad like that. It's just like noticing. Well, it's because uh, I'm hyper focused on him too, right? I'm yeah, literally, right, I'm, right. I'm literally looking at these players. I'm looking at Sider. I'm looking at Raymond. You know, I'm looking at you know the new guys who brought in Peron, Cop, and, and and trying to find. Yeah, a non-wings like. fan probably wouldn't have noticed it because he wouldn't notice. Like, he wouldn't be watching Sider in the way that we are because he yeah. just wanted to watch him, right? So speaking of consistency, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Alex Ovechkin, um, 784 goals, third overall for most goals in the career. Um, sneaking up on Gordy Howe's 801. Um, is he going to make it this season, Connor? He's how many goals away? He's at 784 currently. 801 is the total, so 17 goals. Or 27 goals, excuse me. Yeah, I think he'll get 27 this year, 27 more. No, that's, I can't do math. 84, yeah, 7, it's 17. Hell yeah, he's gonna get seventeen more goals. How the hell did he get it that quick? He's not going. That's not the. That's Gordy's record. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking okay, oh, not Wayne's. No, Wayne's eight ninety four. Jesus Christ, that's another like. Yeah, I think he's gonna get. I thought we just talked about this. He's gonna get Gordy's. I think this year and then this year for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. And then so Wayne Gretzky. I, I don't know if you guys ever watch Wayne talking about Ovechkin, but he wants Ovechkin to break his record. Oh yeah. Like he like he's yeah. rooting for he's rooting for him. He wants to be at the game or or he wants to be like going to the games if he's gonna be like close to breaking that record. Like right. that's how excited Wayne is to see that happen, which um I don't know if I was talking to you or talking to somebody else. I think I was talking to my buddy Chad about it. Um it, it's nice seeing these ambassadors of the game like Wayne Gretzky, who are just who just love the sport of hockey, right? They're not like, oh, I only want to talk Edmonton Oilers, oh, I only talk, you know, the Kings or whatever. He's like, I love hockey. Like, yeah. you know. Kind of like Gordy Howe was, right? He he would just show up at these rinks, these small town rinks, and just you know because he loves the sport of hockey and wants to grow it. It's nice seeing those type of ambassadors. I feel like um, even Darren McCarty, honestly, he's been a he's been a good a good thing for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, yeah. Super super good public person, um, willing to talk. We've had him on the podcast. I've played golf with him. But you know, just just a random off topic. But it's just nice having those ambassadors for the game because I feel like it's been helping growing the sport of hockey, um, especially in the last couple of years. I feel like we've we've seen growth, um, especially like the All Star Games is starting to be more of like a an event. You know, some mm-hmm. people don't like that, but it, 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 All Star Games are for the kids. It's not really like, yeah. The the adults that get mad over that don't. <laughs> it's like the, the, I, I don't know what you want. Like get, write a game plan of what you would like to happen, it, have happen, and like I want to know what that is. I have no idea what the answer is, but well, yeah, as exactly. far as All Star Game goes, the the NHL probably has the best one out of the four major sports. Yeah. Right. Like nobody, there's not even a football one. I mean, there's the pro bowl, but that's not even count. No. Um, and it's horrible. It's absolute garbage and they're changing it. That they baseball, baseball has the home run derby. I think that's cool. I that's also cool. think that's a little bit played out, but they have changed it. So it's nice to see that they were listening to the, don't the they do like a celebrity, like, like celebrity game or something like that? If I'm not mistaken. Well, they do a celebrity game the day before, but the home run derby, which is what obviously that's like the, what everybody loves and cares about is uh, they put a timer on it. So it's like as many as you can get oh. within, uh, within, I think it's just time frame or it's like the number of balls. So you have only get 10 like strikeout or uh, balls that don't get, get a home run. Right. So right. if you're inside the park, that's one ball that you don't get. So now you have nine more chances, but like okay. if you get a home run, then you don't lose that ball. Yeah. So, you so yep. It's like, it's just like a different way that they are and they're making it like more of a tournament. So you, okay. You, you lose your out, you win, you keep going. Yeah, so that's cool. And the the whole All Star game the next day, 
uh, decides, I think, home field advantage for um, for the different leagues, whoever wins that game. So if, if it's the AL or NL. And then you got the NBA, which I feel like is kind of. And then that's horrible, too. It's like 192 to, you know, 184 is like the final score. And I'm like, OK, well, you're not even playing the same sport it's not it's not even a sport anymore no you're just dunking the ball and doing it's like a warm-up it's yeah. like you you go out there and you yeah i don't know it, i some people like it i can't watch it i, think I love I, I love the three on three that's, yeah that's that's honestly so did you notice again kind of off topic did you notice mm-hmm. they started a three on three league um this summer there's actually yeah. three on three hockey i did, i guess that's not newer it's it's been around but it, yeah there's uh who who's the the guy on it um those are uh, the wings. Who, who are the coaches? I'm looking. I'm looking. Three ice is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Oh, they just had the championship. There's Team Mullen, Murphy. Oh, yeah. Larry Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Murphy didn't win. Boo, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were some cool players in there. Cool coaches. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, it's kind of like that big three that they did with basketball. Ice Cube started a like a three on three thing half court, basically like you're playing in your backyard with your friends. Um, It's cool. I mean, it's fun to try stuff out like that. I don't really, some people are like, Oh, I can't, it's horrible. I I don't know why people even care. This doesn't make sense. Hmm. This, this must be for this thing. I'm reading like the thing says Larry Murphy's the only player to win four Stanley cup championships in the 1990s. That can't be true. Is that true? I don't think so. There's no way. (laughs) <laughs> like that's that's not true. And then he says he is the fifth highest scoring defenseman in NHL history with 1216 points and he is a Hall of Famer. And if you don't know who Larry Murphy is then you probably don't watch the Red Wings and you probably never watch the Red Wings. <laughs> so well, both of those. Well, I guess maybe to how many did he win with Pittsburgh? Two. And then Red Wings in 98 Seven, 97 98 97 98 and then also in so maybe he is the only one when the well only they went that, back to back 97, 96, 97, 97, 98, right? Yeah, but he, so he won in 91, 92. The paying was in 97, 98 with the wings. Someone needs to fact check us because that's a crazy stat. If he's the only person in 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 history to win four Stanley Cups, well, that would be true because the only in the nineteen nineties. Yeah, I feel like that's true. That's a shit ton. That, that's what that's wild though. That's a crazy stat. I never knew that. That's a that's a that's a cool stat. Yeah. Ken Daniels, come on. You didn't know that? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. No, yeah, there's no yeah. He had stats. For them, that's probably not even because he probably if I was Larry Murphy, I'd just remind people all the time. I would, but yeah, remember I'm the only person with four in the nineties. Yeah. And then yeah, I go like this. Cha 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 cha. Or just four in general. Um, I know he's not the only person, but that's a that's a lot. I think when I heard on yeah, and, and spitting chicklets too, they were talking uh with how everybody reminds Cleary that he's only got one because everybody in the rink, it's like walking around, you got, you're surrounded by like, you know, Zetterberg will come back and like Lindstrom is part of the organization. You got Iserman and you know, all these guys, Murphy, like everybody's just talking the whole time where other organizations, there's not that many cups, you know? So like you don't walk into a rink and have everybody have multiple championship rings where here it's like, oh, you only got one, man. That what a loser! Sucks. <laughs> yeah, what a loser. right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of funny. That is kind of funny. Um, that's a that's a cool stat, Connor. Cool little statistic yeah. that about the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't noticed, another another quick fact: they put Cider's picture up for the uh, Calder Trophy at the at LCA. 
Nice. Yeah, I, not noticed. There. I haven't been there, but hey, oh, so I hockey news. I got a little mini, a little mini pack for the season. So that should be good. Nice. Yeah, it's got uh it's got Vegas, Colorado, Panthers, Flyers, and then uh two other games because you get you got one for free. So you bought five, got one for free. Nice. Yeah, that's a the, that's a good the, from what you remember. I mean, that those are some good teams. Yeah, I thought the Colorado the Colorado is gonna be good. Vegas is oh, gonna yeah. be good, of course. Um Flyers surprisingly are good this year. I'm not sure mm-hmm. where that came from, but that should be a good game. Tortorella. Uh, and then the Panthers, of course, right? The Panthers, unless they just decided to shit the bed and not play hockey, but they didn't really do that many changes in the offseason that's gonna reflect them being terrible. So yeah, no, I, I mean they well they they had some big moves, but they also got some guys back. Let me uh, get rid of Kessel. Oh, Kessel. Good job. Yeah, good, I'm yeah. I'm bre- breaking the Iron Man. I'm sorry about that. You're old. Yeah, good job bad. breaking the Iron Man, and you're gonna now be playing in front of three thousand people on a daily basis. Molinarita or whatever it's called. <laughs> He's so bald. Yeah. How do you get that bald? He's like I think he, I think he might be the I think he might have the worst flow in hockey. Yeah, or just like worst body slash look. Dude, but dude, the, the, the funny thing is you say that, but the dude, the dude broke the Iron Man, so he's doing something right. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, he's obviously it's a, he's probably a Hall of Famer, right? Like, well, I mean, oh. he is already because of Iron Man, so that kind of negates it. But you automatically get it, basically. If you're the Iron Man, you should be automatically in. But I take agree. away that and just like look at his career. Two, total two cups, games. or two Stanley Cups, um, 400 yeah, like, goals, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe like a there. scoring record thrown in there. I don't know. There was a couple of years where I feel like he was absolutely lighting it up. Unfortunately, yeah, so. that was the same time when, with uh, like Crosby getting a million points in a season. But I, I can't wait. I can't wait, Connor, to see to see the next generation of like Crosby, McDavid type players. And people say, oh, there's never going to be another one. It's generational. I'm sorry. But like there's going to be another player that we're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Look like at right this now kid. So we we saw Crosby now, like the the Kim kids Carr. that were our age who are watching, you know. Well, I think McDavid is the next one. I don't think that McDavid and Crosby are the same. Gener- how, those how, are how old is McDavid? McDavid's what twenty five, maybe now? five, and then Somewhere Crosby's thirty something. Yeah, how, how old Crosby? You old fucker. Thirty five. You are old, Crosby. Yeah, he was born in uh, eighty seven, right? That's yep. why he's eighty seven. Yep. So. Yeah, so you, yeah, you're, that's a good point. McDavid is like the next generation, I'd say. Yeah, it's like you know we saw Crosby. That was like when I was playing, and I walked into a pro shop in a rink when I was, uh, I don't know, I don't even know my age. When I was, I like always wanted to be Datsuk, fifteen or whatever. Um, yeah, well, those guys. I think that was the generation before. Is when you had mostly it was just like the Lemieux. Well, Lemieux was probably even. Before. Well, no, that was probably the generation before Lemieux and the Yager. Messiers were before, and the the Yagers. That was when we were really young and. Those were all the pictures that were up in the pro shops. And then you walked in and then it was like the Crosby curves, that suit, the, you know, whatever, depending on what stick you play. I was always Bauer. So, man. So the the crazy, crazy stat, I didn't realize this. And I mean, I I guess I did, but um, since Yamir Yager hasn't, is still playing hockey, you know, he can't, he can't be in the hockey hall of fame until he's actually technically done. retired. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize that. I, I thought stupid, stupid me thought the hockey hall of fame was based on the nhl if i'm being completely fucking honest um like i thought it was more like but it's it's not there's it's, it's, it's just hockey yeah it's hockey just hockey in general, in general. Yeah. yeah so shame on me but is there not like do like in canton ohio 
mm-hmm. they have the NFL Hall of Fame. It's not the yeah. Football Hall of Fame, correct? Does anyone I, know? I, I'm curious to know: is there is there like a MLB Hall of Fame, or is it just like like hockey is like one of the weird sports that just has the Hockey Hall of Fame? That's just for all of hockey. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would imagine that for baseball, it's probably just the MLB. You don't have like people from you know how we like China has a really good league over there or Japan. I think they both well, I mean, do. We look at yeah. the, like that's what I'm saying with hockey though. Like you look at like everyone says Russia. the NHL. That's what I'm saying. The Russia KHL. Like I don't. You can say what you want, but the KHL has some competitive players. Same for the SHL. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things. It's like you can say the NHL is the top, which it is, but at the same time, there's still competitive hockey being played in, in other parts of the world. To your point, like baseball. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Weird, weird thing that I come across. Um, but I will say, just going back to your last question before we wrap, um, the the next generation. I mean, everybody's pointing to Connor Bedard is. Oh, just so lighten it want, up. But. Want, so, so I didn't know who. So I looked him up, right? Connor, when was that? Like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, he's yeah, I didn't 15. know that you didn't. You, I didn't know that you. No, he's <laughs> not like, fifteen now. Oh, no, I know. But I was like, no. he's fifteen. I was like, I was like, he's fifteen, and he's in the WHL, and he's lighting it up. And Connor's like, he's 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 not fifteen, Dustin. So I <laughs> well, looked he up. Was <laughs> he was he was, but he's like seventeen now or eighteen. I was like, oh, well, this is his draft year. This is the yeah that makes the tank makes for Connor. Sense. Yeah, um, but. <laughs> He was 15 lighting up the WHL. Like, so he was the next player that got exceptional status. And if you don't know the what first, exceptional status is, the first in WHL, Connor, remember? the first in the WHL, but not yep. the first in Canadian. No, no, hockey. no, no. But just to make that point, he was the yeah. first under or first exception ever in the WHL. Yeah. Yeah. Cause typically in the, in, like, so it does not surprise me when you look at what the leagues do. The OHL is relatively skilled, but more of like an NHL and the Q is a very skilled. Um, not a lot of hitting and like a, you can get 150 points in that league. So typically if you're 15 and you get the exceptional status uh, tag on you, you'd want to play in one of those two leagues. You don't see like a 15 year old go play in the hardest, like the most tough, I won't say hardest, but like the most tough league in Canada. Like why would you want to be 15 years old? That's going to be super skilled and go into the WHL when you have the opportunity to go somewhere else. I don't know. Apparently, he the, the WHL is changing. It's not like what it was ten years ago. Uh, it probably plays more like the OHL now, um, which is good. I think that's probably the best style of hockey to get people ready for the NHL. But anyway, long story short, that doesn't surprise me. He, uh, it's really funny. If you're ever interested in a good like five minute read, just go look at all the exceptional status players. I mean, it's like you're already <laughs> you're so good that uh, if you look at all the people that were also in that category, they're very well-known hockey players that, in the NHL. That's they're what very, I was very say. well-known, like superstar. It's, it's one of those things, like, they, it, it's it's like it's so few and far between for the exceptional status players that when they do name those players, it's like it, it, they kind of foresee it, like, okay, this kid's going to be something. You know? Yeah, and I guess for people, we didn't explain what it was, but for people that don't know what it is, exceptional status is when you uh i don't know like all the ins and outs you have to read up on it but basically you're 15 14 15 years old there's the chl which is the three canadian major junior hockey leagues the ohl the qmjhl and the whl and basically they all could get together and say that this kid is so good that he can't play in anywhere else <clears throat> like any other minor league that he plays it's in. not it's not fair he's just it's, not, it's just destroying yeah, he can't play just like regular juniors because you really have to be like 16 playing juniors, which is why they have the ex- exceptional status because he's not going to go play AAA against a bunch of other 15 year olds. He'll get 300 points and it's not fun for anybody. So he's kind of earned that 
right over the from the 10 to 15 years old he's proven that he's super super good and can go play with 21 year olds that are playing in those leagues so and pretty crazy and on that note he's he's doing it at a high level it's not like he's he's performing it's not like he went in there and it's only getting two points a year he's yeah like this doesn't happen every year where where there's a person with that has exceptional status it's not like a yearly annual thing where there might be a guy that goes in and and doesn't perform basically anybody that gets that is putting up like 100 points a year at 15 (laughs) Yeah, consistently. And, and and to Connor's point, it's not a, a yearly thing. They don't have a, every year we pick one exceptional player. That's not how mm-hmm. it works. It's a, it's. A, Who was the last one? Do you, do you have that up? Uh, I can look it up. Last exceptional player. Um, On that note. Was that like it Hopkins or something? I wouldn't doubt it. I think Crosby was the first. David. Let's see here. Yeah, David. John Tavares. Aaron Ekblad. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought Hopkins right. and I thought Crosby was first. I think you're so, right. Anyway, like even those names right alone are those are all superstars in the league. Like there's nobody that comes in here and doesn't that just kind of flops are gonna be first overall draft picks. So here, six previous players. So here they are Tavares, Ekblad, McDavid, Sean Day, who I don't even know who that is, Valeno, and then Shane Wright. Isn't it crazy with uh, with Valeno? Yeah. So I guess that one 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 outlier, but that's okay. Um, Sean, who is it? Sean Day. Yeah, Sean Day. Who is? When was that? Two thousand thirteen. I think he got hurt. Oh, bummer. That's in the WHL, by the way. Um, But that this this is off the WHL talking about with Connor Bedard. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm hoping to go golfing today, but it's still foggy outside. Um, the Red Wings have a couple games this week. Uh, let's see who they're playing. Anybody good? We got we Buffalo have tomorrow. Buffalo, Monday. and then thir- Thursday we have the Caps. Um, and then Saturday we have the Islanders, and then the Peng- <clears throat> or then the Rangers on Sunday. So Sunday we will be breaking down about three different games, getting ready for the Rangers games. Um, those are four really tough games. They are. Um, if you can get two wins against those, and you know two and two, I think that's pretty solid. So we're away against um, Buffalo and away against New York. Um, back home Thursday and back home Saturday. We haven't really had a long road stretch yet, so I'll be interested to see once we take off on November 10th. We're away for four games. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that road stretch goes. Anything else, Connor? Before we kick it off? Nope. All right, let's get the puck out of here and see you next week. Yeah.